Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Welcome, everybody. You're here with Spring and Andrew, listening to the best podcast about sex, sexuality, and relationships that exist, The Sex Wrap. Welcome back to my channel. I think that's what people say these days. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Sex Wrap. How are you doing today, Spring? Um, I'm great. I'm so happy to talk to you today and record this episode. It, this one's going to be a good one. I think we have a lot of fun things to get to today. We do. But before we get there, listeners, I think there's something really important happening if you're in the United States. If you're somewhere else, you probably have a different process. But we are in the middle of the political primaries. For those of you who don't know what that means, or if you're young and you haven't paid that much attention, um, it's the way that we go about establishing candidates that are going to run for president in the United States. So all of the states do different kinds of things. Some of them are really weird. Like everyone gets into a room <laughs> and there's like a Bernie Sanders corner and Elizabeth Warren corner and a Pete Buttigieg corner. And you have to like go stand in that corner and the corner that gets the most people wins. That's the Iowa caucuses bonkers and weird. But regardless, all of our states are currently trying to figure out which candidate for the Democrat and the Republican Party is going to be for running for president. And if you're a Republican or conservative, it looks like it's going to be Donald Trump. Um, there are a couple other candidates, but they're not really getting much attention right now. That's pretty normal when you have a sitting president of any political affiliation. Um, but if you're a Democrat or an independent or you're interested in the process, just take a look and see what's going on because these people have a pretty significant impact in your life. We talk about voting all the time. This is kind of like pre-voting um, and you get to look at all of the people and the issues. So just find somebody who maps onto what you believe about, what you care about, especially if you're listening to our podcast, your health and sexual health and education, right? Um, and follow them and see what they do. Important thing to say about primaries, who you're voting for in the primary is your ideal candidate it doesn't mean that if that person doesn't get selected, you don't get to vote, right? So this is just the, <laughs> the, the first step. Get excited. And then whatever your party or affiliation is at the end, if your candidate doesn't get the nod, you still vote, right? So this isn't like, uh, if my candidate doesn't get it, I'm not voting. <laughs> now, the internet make, makes you think that way. And there's lots of evil, vile forces on the internet who try to make you feel that if it's not your candidate, you shouldn't vote because you're being disenfranchised. That's not what it is at all, right? All of the Democrats and all of the Republicans have pretty similar viewpoints for their party. It's just finding someone that you care about and then watching politics kind of blossom and bloom like a flower or a turd, depending on your viewpoint. So, well, I think that, you know, it is really important to get involved early also because you start to have these conversations with your friends and colleagues about, you know, what candidates you like and what issues are important to you and why you like specific candidates. And all of this is actually really important for the whole democratic process. So the more that all of us are informed about each of the candidates and have these conversations with other people, the more we get other people involved. And then the more likelihood we have a higher voter turnout, which is better for everybody as well. So we really want to think about how we can be engaged voters and how we can start to have these conversations with people around us. 
So regardless of where you stand on any of the issues, now is the time to go out and just look. Um, and don't depend on news sites. Don't depend on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> depend on Instagram if you're looking at our stuff for, you know, sex tips. But uh, <laughs> actually go to their websites and see what they're saying because, you know, Facebook and all of those news channels are going to skew it. But do your own research. It's really, I think it's kind of fun. Um, and then you're informed. And then when someone says something really crazy to you, like all of these candidates are too old or they're all in their 70s. And oh, wait, that's almost true because Trump, Warren, <laughs> Sanders and... Oh, who's the other one? <laughs> anyway, they are really they old. Are old. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean necessarily that it's bad, but it relates to our question. That, well, that was our segue to our questions for the that day. It is our question is for today. Is he too old? Is she too young? What's our question, Sprig? How can you make an age gap work? Is that our question? I mean, we had a lot of questions about what do we, age. What do we do about an age gap? Like dating age gaps. What are Is they? Is age gap okay? Are they important? <laughs> Will they affect the quality of the relationship? I don't even know what the question is. We have so many questions here. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, the question that I saw that I pulled from a list, thank you for submitting, is uh, like, what do you think about the dating age rule? Do you know what the rule is? Yeah, I think it's if you half your age uh, and then add seven, that's like an acceptable uh age gap, supposedly. Um, but I don't think that that really holds up. But that is a thing that you will see on the internet or you might hear about from people. But we're not going to talk about silly rules that exist on the internet. We're going to talk about um, some developmental reasons and some scientific reasons and some legal reasons that we really want to consider what um, age gaps are okay and what age gaps might need a little more thought. I think that's a really nice way to frame it. So ignore that silly rule, right? Ignore the two <laughs> times your age minus seven plus seven. Um, instead, <laughs> uh, think about no. Uh, think about the other aspects, right? Age is not just a number, right? Like you are a certain number of year old years old, and if you choose to date other people or be in relationships with them, they also have a number. But with that number does come a whole lot of baggage, right? And if you're dating someone who's close to your age most of that sort of evaporates. And by baggage, I mean, you have to think about cultural references, right? If you're dating someone who's 10 or 15 years older than you, and you start talking about the Power Rangers, you start talking about the Sweet Life on Deck, or you start talking about, you know, TikTok or Vine or Instagram, like that person you're dating might not understand those uh, references or why they're important or why those references, like, made you who you are and how you interact with the world, right? So, Age is important because it's not just a number. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, when we talk about like these cultural references, we're talking about um, not just, you know, something that's happening today and kind of like, do you get it? But it's more like this um, as we grow up, if we've grown up in very different time period. So if somebody is um, 10 years or more different than you in age, then that means the shows they watch growing up, the commercials that they remember, the songs that they like to dance to, like all of these things, you know, are very different. And, and that's totally fine. People can, you know, have very different 
experiences. Um, but it's something to really be aware of that, you know, the cultural factors that have shaped that person are different than the cultural factors that have shaped you. And that actually means, you know, you have a very likely a very different outlook on the world. It's almost as if, you know, they grew up in another country. And and I mean, maybe they did grow up in another country as well. <laughs> the way that I think about this is that if you're on a road trip and you want to listen to like your bops, the music that makes you go, it's nice if there's similarities. It doesn't have to be the same, but if it's 10 years, the artists that were popular 10 years ago versus today are totally different. Like there's a few artists who have long, but the music's different. It sounds different. What makes you excited could be different as well. It's not insurmountable, right? You can make it work, but there are going to be some differences in terms of what those cultural references look like. Um, I think there's some other pretty big issues that people need to be aware of. Um, I, and a, along with the cultural references is that the peer groups who your friends are, you know, if you're dating someone who's significantly older or younger than you, those people are going to be into different things as well, right? And there might be some issues with acceptance too. You know, if you're 45 years old and you're dating somebody who's 22, those peer groups are going to be really different, probably focused on different things as well. Yeah. And I mean, when you're thinking about, you know, does someone get along with my friends? That's one issue. But then, you know, do are the things that all of my friends talking about totally different? Like, are their kind of stage in life and their interest and the things that, you know, the goals they have and just even the things that are important to them and they want to talk about. And that can be very alienating for somebody who is, you know, 10 years or so um, more different in the age. And while you may really get along with that person and have a lot of ability to connect with them, um, that doesn't mean that, you know, all of your peers will have that same ability. And so you do really want to be able to be in a relationship with somebody that you can interact with your peers with together. And so, we're also not saying that, you know, this can't work, but we're talking about things to consider and things that like um, you need to consider for both short and long term. So if you're considering having this person in your life in a more meaningful long term way, like how does that work? Like how do your peers want to interact with them? Do they want to interact with your peers? Like, do they enjoy uh, any of the same topics of conversation and things to think about? And, and along with that, there are family issues as well and family acceptance. Um, I mean, we all hear those stories. We all probably know someone whose dad is dating someone about their age, right? And that causes all kinds of conflicts as well. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, I know people whose parents are dating people younger than they are now. Like, what does that actually mean that you're dating someone who's your child's age? Like, there's all kinds of other sort of issues. Um, and that's part of the ooey factor as well. There's societal, I call it the ooey factor, not necessarily that I'm saying ooh, but there's a lot of societal pushback and stigma where people are like, ooh, that's gross, or ooh, why are you doing this, or ooh, what are you getting out of this relationship? Um, Sometimes it's really hard for couples to make it through all of that societal ooey factor because you get a lot of negative feedback from society. You could be completely happy with this person. You could be in a fulfilling relationship where there's mutual respect and you're both adding things and you know making each other's lives better, right? But all of that societal ooey can really get in the way and it can you know create division between people. So you have to think about some of those external factors as well. Uh, 
I mean, there's also issues of reproduction. Like if someone is in their 50s and someone's in their 20s or someone's in their 30s, they can have really, really different views of family. Like one of them could already have had a family and not want to do it over again. Right. Or yeah. do you want a dad or a mom who's going to be 70 by the time they, the kid graduates yeah. from high school? So you have to think about like, what does your definition of family look like? And if there's a pretty significant difference between people, like how does that play out in terms of like, is this age or dating gap? Okay. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's something that, um, some people, you know, when they're starting a relationship may think, well, that's not really relevant to us. But then as they get deeper into that relationship, they realize that it, becomes relevant because it's a more serious relationship. And, you know, if people are vastly different in age and they have um, very different ideas about when they might want to have a family, um, that can really cause some pain within the relationship. So some of those things, even if you think that's not relevant to me because I don't want to have a kid yet, but it could be relevant to your partner that is maybe much older, right? And so it is actually worthwhile thinking through, you know, what are all of these issues that impact a relationship with an age gap? And if you're entering into one or considering it, or if even if you are in one, you know, really taking time to think about some of these issues and how that impacts what this relationship is, what it can be, um, what it might be in the future. And I think there's a couple other really important. So most of the things we've been talking about so far are like those sort of interpersonal issues that can be quite positive that lots of people, even who, people who don't have age differences might have to go through. Um, but we know when we start looking at research that there are some other pretty serious issues that can arise in relationships where there's a, a wider age gap. When we start talking about power imbalances and relationship where someone has all of the money, all the power, all of the authority and control and sort of take over um, and kind of dominate the other person. Um, and then there's also uh, quite a bit of research that talks about uh, intimate partner violence in age disparate relationships as well. Um, so there can be some real negative things that come out of it, uh, especially if we start talking about things like financial security. If you're dating someone who's much older than you and they already have a house and a life and a career, what does that mean for you? Right? Are you going to be able to build your career or follow your career? Or is a lot of your life going to be spent supporting this other person's career? Yeah. And I mean, when we're talking about these power differentials or, you know, things that can um, be related to intimate partner violence, it isn't just age um, for sure, but it's more likely in some of these relationships that have a wider age gap. And that's why we're talking about it here. And so, you know, when we talk about a power differential, that means, you know, that one person has a lot more power in some ways. And sometimes that plays out in very negative ways in a relationship. And even though both partners might feel like they respect each other equally and they might feel like equals in the partnership, if somebody has a lot more money or has a lot more status um, in some way, whatever way that power is defined, um, it can really impact how the decisions are made within the relationship and um, the kind of um, 
every outcome <laughs> that, that then follows. Right. And so it, it's something that you can say like, so what, that person has a lot more money than me, whatever, like they don't care. I don't care. Um, but then once you start dating and once, you know, decisions are being made about where we're eating and who's paying and where we're going on vacation and who's paying and <laughs> it can actually really change the dynamics of the relationship and can cause some pretty severe problems and how that the health of that relationship. I mean, just think about how you would feel if there were, you were in a relationship with someone and they kind of, they don't even realize they're doing it sometimes. But like, since I have the money, I want to go to this place for vacation. And it's just because they're used to having the money and that that's sort of the, their context, their mindset, it's just the easiest path for them to follow. And it's hard to kind of fight against that if you say like, well, I can't even split the bill. But we'll be right back. We have to take a short break, but we're going to come talk about this a little bit more in just a minute. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to our episode today talking about age differences. Um, so I think it is really interesting when we start talking about finances. My partner is a little bit older than me um, and makes a lot more money than me. And when we started dating, there were some pretty significant issues. Uh, I was in college when we started dating and he was a few years older than me and had a job. And we would want to go out to dinner somewhere. And I was like, well, I can afford a salad, like a side salad or Denny's. <laughs> like, so it was really hard for me to navigate that. And the age difference isn't even really that big, but just that power differential for money. And eventually, like our solution to deal with that was all of our money from all of our income and paychecks and extra projects goes into one account that pays all of the bills. And then we get like discretionary funds out of it. So for us to handle that power imbalance between us, we had to like come up with a creative solution that just completely got rid of it. And then decision-making came down to like, let's talk about having a good time and good, good communication. All of the issues that we've talked about today, every single one of them um, requires a lot of intense, meaningful, directed communication. If you want to be able to deal with it, I think something that's really important for us to talk about in terms of age differences in relationships is that all relationships take work, all relationships have problems, all relationships take continual effort and refinement and conversations. Age differences add a whole lot of other variables that can really be damaging um, or or, or cause failures in relationships that age relationships or like uh, shorter age. How do I want to say this? When you're dating someone close to your age um, in those relationships, you don't necessarily face those, right? So if you're cognizant, if you're aware of those issues and you go into it and you start talking about it with the partner for or your partner or partners from the very beginning, right? You're much more likely to have a successful relationship where the ages are different. Yeah. And so, yeah, the answer, as always, is communicate. <laughs> but I mean, you know, one of the things that you're saying here is, you know, really being aware of these and consider these factors. And I think that's something that is another layer of this communication. So it's not just communication, but you have to really think about these things and able to to actually communicate about them, right? So it's really being aware of these differences and then thinking about the different ways that they affect the relationship and really, um, you know, being 
creative even in your mind about um, what are potential ways that this could affect the relationship that I haven't thought about yet, you know, so that you can really have um, intelligent and constructive conversations about this. And I think one of the big issues when we start looking at it, like it's important for us to have those conversations, but the media really skews our perception of age and relationships as well. Like if we look at all of the top movies that have been released over the last 30 years, the average age of female leads, especially in romantic movies, has never been older than the average age of male uh, of male leads. Um, and the more money that movies make, the more sep- like the more disparate, the bigger the differences between the ages. Like uh, we'll see, um, like a. a James Bond movie with like a Daniel Craig. That's his name, right? Daniel Craig. Yeah. Uh, muscly, but he's almost 50. And in most of his movies, he's dating women who are 18 or 19 years old. Right. And we just perceive that as normal, but Hollywood doesn't actually take us through all of the steps in the communication that happens. <laughs> it's just this glamorous relationship with this older gentleman and this beautiful young starlet and everything seems to be happy, but it's not how it works in real like movies aren't real life right except that's what shapes our perception of real life right and that's really confusing that you know we have these ideas about what's okay because we've seen it on media and we might we are not even aware that you know these things that we've seen throughout our lives have created this opinion and we're not aware of all of these things that have really shaped the ideas that we have and these kind of um paradigms and like ways of thinking that we have in our head and it is so true that you know we watch these movies and we watch them growing up and you know that's what you're exposed to and the more and more you're exposed to something the more and more normal it seems and so when we see these older men in relationships with younger women then that becomes something that is very normalized and when we don't see it the other way then if we see it in real life with an older woman and a younger man, we might be like, oh, my goodness, what is that? I've never seen such a thing. And if we look at it in the media, most of the time when we see older women with younger men, it's that cougar. Uh, what's that Mike movie? Magic Mike movie? Whatever. It's an older, like <laughs> sex crazed woman in leopard print from New Jersey who's hunting out younger men like there's one image i was gonna say um who kind of looks like peg bundy but then i realized that that was a reference that most people aren't gonna get because they're not from (laughs) i described peg bundy for you all wearing like tight leopard print big poofy anyway uh the image that we see it that it the media portrays women who are dating younger men as really hyper predatory and they're just in it for the sex and the hot body. But it's somehow just okay that a leading man in Hollywood would date a very young woman. It's just kind of like, oh, well, yeah, he's hot and he's powerful and he has money. Of course, he's dating a young person. And that's certainly what we see in society as well. We can even look to you know, people in high ranking offices in the United States who are dating someone much, much, much younger and prettier than themselves. I'm not going to say any more about that, though. Follow your primaries. (laughs) There are some other really important aspects of this question we should answer about age gaps. And I'm just going to like, okay, if we start talking about really young people, it totally changes this conversation, right? So if you're 18 dating someone who's 28, like the first part of the show. But if we're talking like if you're a 13-year-old dating someone who's 25, there are some, I mean, there's just some legal issues, right? not okay. 
We're just going to go on record as that's not okay. Totally not okay. Yeah. But let's talk about why a little bit. Yeah. So when we're talking about people who are under the legal age of consent, then this whole conversation really shifts. So when we're talking about the age of consent um, in the U.S., that ranges between 16, 17 or 18, depending on the state you live in. And when you are under the age of consent, then that means legally you can't consent to having sexual activity or we're just going to say relationships really with somebody who is above that age. Right. So if you are 16 in most states, you cannot have a sexual relationship with somebody who is 17 or older. If you do, um, it is considered a kind of rape uh, where you can be prosecuted, you can be jailed, put on sex offenders list. So if you're young and you're dating, just look up the laws in your state and see where they stand. Because if you're a 17-year-old girl and you're dating a 16-year-old boy and that boy's parents find out, they can prosecute you. It's not the boy, it's the parents in the state who will prosecute you uh, for rape because it's considered statutory rape in in many states, just that one year age difference. So uh, absolutely age differences matter legally when you're young, but they also matter for some other reasons that I think are important for us to talk about. So let's talk about like a 17-year-old and a 30-year-old, right? Because that's legal in most states. I th- if we look at where someone is in their life developmentally, like they're in just radically different places, right? Like a, a, <laughs> a 17 year old, their outlook on life, what they're doing, where they're going, their opportunities, college, jobs, family, home, in like all of those things are radically completely different, right? Than what a 35 year old or 45 year old is looking at or what they've experienced or where they're going, right? There's just a massive level of developmental difference. Now, of course, there's some 35-year-olds who are really immature, but even an immature 35-year-old is probably going to be more mature than a mature 17-year-old if we're starting to yeah. look at development, like where you yeah, are. because we're talking about, we're not only talking about kind of emotional maturity, but we're also talking about um physical changes in the body and the brain. And, you know, as you are aging up to like 25, you're still going through a lot of development in your brain and you are really like your brain is changing and you are still developing into the adult that you will be with all of these full abilities to make um, very uh, complex decisions. And so when we're talking about somebody who's younger than 25, then we have to really say, okay, you know, what are the abilities of uh, complex decision making here and fully understanding these issues and And then when we're looking at, you know, somebody under that age with somebody who's much older than that, there is a very real power differential there that is coming down to biology. Absolutely. It's it's just really important to understand that like as you grow and develop, you change and mature and like y- you are not the same person you were three years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. And you will not be the same person you are now in three, five and 10 years. Right. And the, the broader, like the, the wider the ranges, the more different you are, especially when you're young. Um, so, I mean, 
This is the societal ooey factor that also makes me feel ooey when I see somebody who's like 29 dating a 17-year-old or 18-year-old. And it really makes me ask, like, what are both of these people looking for in this relationship? And what are they getting out of this relationship? Why did they enter into this relationship? And what are they both trying to take? Um, And this gets back to some of those issues earlier where where we were talking about power imbalances inside of what that relationship looks like. Now, this is not all relationships, right? I am sure there are examples of healthy 17-year-olds dating 29-year-olds. I can't even say that with a straight face. I don't think there are any (laughs) examples of a healthy relationship of a 17-year-old dating a 29-year-old because there is just two worlds of difference, right? Power differential differences, all kinds of differences going on that would make that almost impossible to be healthy, mutually beneficial, mutually mutually respectful, (laughs) equal partners, right? Um, So really, when it comes to teens, that's where the age gap, if you're talking about appropriateness, effectiveness, healthy relationships, that's where it would probably be need to be the most narrow for someone to be in a more healthy relationship and legal and legal too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's get to the last part of this episode where how can we make an age gap work? So if 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 we are in one of these relationships and we've really considered all of these things, how can we make this work? I think that we need to uh, do it by taking a short break and we'll be right back to answer this question. <laughs> So how can we make make this work? Um, I mean, I I think there's some research that we can say, how can we make this work? If you're talking about age gaps, there's quite a bit that says that if you date someone within three years of yourself, you're more likely to have a successful relationship, right? So three years on either side seems to be Mm -hmm. the easiest range where all of the problems that we've been talking about are less likely to appear, right? So how can you make an age gap work? Keep it to three years. And we're just, we're talking about over the age of consent. Over the age of consent. We're talking about this. Um, 10 years is where a lot of the, the big kind of warning signs and generational gap problems start to pop up, right? So three years, ideal. 10 years, there are some pretty significant problems. And then the older it gets beyond that, there becomes even greater issues with understanding cultural references and overall societal acceptance. But if you're in one of those relationships and you want to make it work, there are some things that you can do. And the first is... Really, that whole idea about talking explicitly about your expectations for what this relationship is and what you need and what you're going to give and what you're going to take. Yeah. So it seems like, yeah, okay, okay, I do that. I've done that. We've talked about this. Um, But I think that we're talking about another layer of this here, like another um, level of depth than what you would do in another relationship, because you always want to talk about expectations. You always want to talk about um what you want out of a relationship when you are entering into a relationship and then, you know, regularly throughout the course of that relationship with somebody. But we are just saying that this is kind of another level of depth you want to go to when you're considering a relationship or when you're in a relationship with someone who is 10 or more years different in age than you because of all of these other uh, factors that we've brought up earlier in the show. So that 
when you're having these conversations, it is like, okay, how are we going to handle this when it comes up? How are we going to handle peer stuff? How are we going to handle family stuff? How are we going to handle um, not understanding each other's <laughs> childhoods? Like, like actually having some of those expectation talks is very important to really feel prepared in uh, navigating this relationship together. And make sure you include the career conversation. Like if if you are the younger partner, you have to say like, well, my career is important too, or I have career aspirations. And in this relationship, I have to be an equal partner and my career matters as well. What are we going to do to make sure this happens? And then finances, like people don't like to talk about money for a lot of dis- different reasons, but Honest, healthy conversations about money are one of the best things that you can do inside of any relationship. How are we going to split bills? How are we going to pay bills? How are we going to make this work, etc. So make sure you have those conversations about expectations and include all of the all of those things that you've been trained your whole life not to talk about because you have to have those conversations as well. <laughs> all of the things you've been told not to talk about, talk about them right now. Right now. <laughs> uh, another really important point is that maturity uh, is a process that happens over your whole lifetime, but it is variable and relative as well. Right. Like I still say, I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up and I love to have fun and I love to do like kid things and mature things and mix it up. Right. Like you can be the kind of person that age isn't as much of an issue if you kind of put yourself in that mindset that I'm still growing and I'm still developing and I'm still experiencing new things and I still like to listen to doing music and I still want to try new things. And like the way that we look at age and maturity changes, right? There, there's that perceived age. Like most people, when they meet me and interact with me, think I'm a lot younger than I am just because of my outlook and my demeanor and how I'm engaging and fun and exploratory. Um, So it's variable and relative and you don't need to be stuck either, right? Like I, I, I have people that I interact with who only like music from a certain time frame, right? <laughs> like they, they grew up, they matured and they stopped listening to new things. Like oh, all of new music is crap. I'm like, hate to tell it to you, but over all of time, most music is crap. And there's only a couple good songs that come out. Anyway. Uh, there's only two good songs that exist in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, what are they? <laughs> just joking. Just joking. I have some songs loaded. What were they? Oh no, these are just the top songs from never mind. They're the songs from um TikTok. We don't need to listen don't to those tell, today. I was gonna say, don't you dare say the top songs from TikTok. I have them loaded. <laughs> um it, it blows my mind looking at how like obscure nonsense songs have gone from like yeah, no one has ever listened to it to the number one download on iTunes from crazy. Um But uh just maturity is relative. Um the things that all of our other episodes about healthy relationships, if you listen to those and all of the advice that we've given about how to form and have a healthy relationship, the same advice works for these age disparate relationships as well. But there's a couple of extra things that you probably need to focus time on. And that's about building and sharing and maintaining mutual interests, like talking to that other person about what what makes them tingle. What do they like? What do they get excited about? And doing those things with them or getting excited with them or engaging in those things with them. And because there's a bigger age difference, people aren't going to be as aware of or uh, enthused about or know about what people do at those different ages. So it's making sure that you 
you know, spend time developing mutual interests, cultural interests, associations, values, morals, hobbies, sports, out, whatever it is, it's going to take extra work making sure that you're focused on that other person. Great. I think, <laughs> I think that's always true. And, <laughs> and I think we're just about to just the tip. Just the tip. Oh, can I say one more thing before we get there? Uh, yeah. Sure. Mutual respect is really important in a relationship, right? If you are in a relationship or if you're trying to find a trophy spouse, right? Or if you want to be someone's trophy spouse, your relationship is not about mutual respect, right? And most of the time, those do not work. People are trophy spouses for a little while. Similarly, if you're entering into a relationship just for you know financial support, if you are a gold digger, that relationship is also not going to work in the long term because the res- there is no mutual respect in that relationship. You're basing your relationship on things that make relationships unhealthy rather than things that make relationships healthy. So if your age gap is based on gold digging or trophy wives, just some pretty serious issues. But I do have a tip for today. Yeah, I have want, a tip. Want to hear my tip? What's your tip? Good. My, my tip is that Overall, when we look at dating, men should be more willing to date a little bit older because overall men are told their whole lives then have to date a woman who's younger than them for heterosexual relationships. Um, and men, women should also be willing to date a little bit younger, right? So most of the time men are about three years older than women when they're dating in relationships for gay men and lesbians. It's much different. Um, but men date a little older, women date a little younger, don't limit yourself and try to be a little more open-minded about that age and that age range and get rid of that ridiculous multiply plus seven and then everything's fine. And my tip is for whatever relationship you're in, um, there's always going to be, you know, these differences. And I would say that when those differences seem overwhelming, to focus on the things that you share with your partner, the things that are important to both of you, the things that um, the values, the uh, beliefs, like goals, whatever you have that you share, go back to those when some of these other things seem like they're getting to be a little too much. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. If you have any questions, you have any follow-up for this episode or any of our other other episodes, feel free to reach out to us. If you have any questions at all about relationships, sexual help, love, anything in those anything in that arena, uh, you can let us know as well. Um, you can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. You can reach out to us via email. We're the sexrap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W. And we're also really active. If you haven't gone, check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, mostly Instagram, um, at the sexrap. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one. And soon, very active on TikTok. Yeah, working that one out. <laughs> By the time we get there, it's going to be TikTok done. Like TikTok. 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 Yeah. All right, everyone. Bye, guys. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid. Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.